TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome to The Permanent Record. I'm Josh Spickler, Executive Director of Just City. We're a nonprofit criminal justice reform organization based in Memphis, Tennessee. The Permanent Record is our podcast about the criminal justice system and how we can work together to make it work better for everyone. Homeboy Industries was born about 30 years ago when Father Gregory Boyle and a group of concerned neighbors asked a simple question. Can we improve the health and safety of our community through jobs and education rather than through suppression and incarceration? If you've ever heard of Homeboy Industries, you know the answer has been a resounding yes. Three decades later, people coming through the largest gang intervention program on the planet, they're known as homies, by the way, are now offered education programming, workforce development, case management, legal services, mental health support, substance abuse support, tattoo removal, domestic violence intervention, and solar panel training. And of course, there's Homeboy Bakery, the first social enterprise started by Father Boyle and his neighbors. Father Greg has lectured, preached, and spoken far and wide about what he calls the power of boundless compassion. And he visited Memphis recently. He brought with him two homies, Omar and Jason. Since you can find podcasts, books, and documentaries, and interviews, and lots of other media on Father Greg, we thought it would be a great idea to get their perspective on Homeboy. So we sat down with Omar and Jason and had a quick chat during their visit. So thanks, Omar and Jason, for joining me. You're here with Homeboy Industries, accompanying Father Greg Boyle in uh, one of his trips. He's here in Memphis for a couple of days, and you guys agreed to talk to me a little bit. Um, And I want to hear, first of all, where you're from. I'm from Los Angeles, California. And you, Jason? South Central Los Angeles. Right on. So, um, And you guys are both involved with Homeboy, is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, So, Omar, tell me... um, uh, a little bit about uh, how how you got involved uh, with Homeboy Industries. I know this morning when I heard you talk, you talked about uh, you talked about getting shot. You talked about anger, and uh, and I want to hear you say a little bit more about how Homeboy and what at Homeboy has helped you get to the point where you can get on the road with Father Greg and come talk to people like us. And so I guess the 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 thing I'll start by saying this: this is probably my my fifth or sixth time at Homeboys. So the fact that they never gave up on me had to be the thing that eventually I knew this was the place to be when I wanted when I decided that I did want something. So so that's when I decided to take advantage of everything. The services, tattoo removal, mental health, legal services, everything, everything, everything that they offered. Um yeah, I was going to ask you that. Tell me all about the things that Homeboy offers cuz uh, you just listed a few, but uh, and I want to hear I want to hear you talk more about the therapy and the work that you did on yourself and your anger. But but first off, talk to me a little bit about the, the kinds of things that Homeboy offers besides those ones you just listed. Yeah, so uh, I already said the mental health, the legal services, case management, employment services, um, job readiness. Uh, we offer an eighteen month training program, and then that if you're in the eighteen month program, you're on payroll for those eighteen months while you're benefiting from all the services that we offer. Otherwise, you can benefit from the services just because, you know, you can benefit. But if you're officially in it, you're on payroll. So the way your day looks like if you're on the program, the AM part of our day, it's a little focused on on basic responsibility, accountability, 
So we, we, we spend portions of that on maintenance um, until you're ready for the second stage. And then during the PM part of our day, that's more focused on us. So the heating, right? The heating, which is classes, therapy, you know, you, appointments, children's appointments. You're working on you. You, you're working on you, is mm-hmm. it? So how important is that at Homeboy? How important is that from Father Greg, the you part? It's, it's, all, it's pretty much all of it. Because when you, when you work on you, then you're ready for the rest of it, for, for the responsibilities. And how, have you, how have you worked on you? I would go to a class. I started seeing a therapist. But the thing that helped me the most is actually the tours. And I've been doing tours for about five years now. Yeah, it's a podcast, so people can't see it. But when you started talking about tours, you started smiling like you yeah. weren't before. So tell us what it is about tours that you like so well, much. She said I've been doing it so long. So when I say it, it's like, wow, you know. Like when I first started doing tours, I did about eight tours a day for about a year, two years almost. And you're talking to people who are visiting Homeboy from across the country and yeah. things like that? Yeah. And, well, the thing about it that I was finding is because when I first started doing tours, it was only so I can get out of my office, right? Because I've always been a person that's on the go. And and I, that's really the only reason I got into tours. What I didn't expect from tours were all the personal questions. And once I started answering those personal questions, the the heating started. So I didn't expect that. Yeah, so the, the interaction with the people and the, and the relating to them helped you with the healing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because well, as I was answering the questions, I, I would speak on things I didn't I didn't want to speak on, and I had never spoken on, so that that it was really emotional and hard. But every time I did it, it got easier, and it helped on my speech. I, you mentioned that well, I had mentioned earlier how I got shot, and one of those shots was in my head, so that affected everything, my 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 confidence, my speech, everything, everything. And you mentioned that you had to learn how to talk and walk again, right? Yeah. So I've I've done that, and then my confidence has started going up. It went up completely because of all the encouragement from everybody in my tours. Yeah, wow. Well, I want to talk to Jason a little bit. Jason, so you mentioned this morning uh, that you uh, had just recently gotten out uh, of prison, that you were inside for a long time. Tell us uh, how long you were in and how long you've been out. Uh, Well, I was was hit with an 18-year sentence. After 18 years, I did 15 years, 8 months. Uh, as a juvenile, my grandmother raised me. Uh, my father wasn't in the household. My mom was strung out on drugs. My grandmother ended up raising me. Didn't have a, ma- a male figure in my household. So what it goes back to is me looking for acceptance, one, wanting to be around some guys and look for some uh, stability from a man's point of view. I ended up hanging around. My homies in my neighborhood. During that time, I started uh, smoking weed, drinking with my homeboys. Uh, one thing led to another. I'm out there vandalism, doing vandalism in my neighborhood, terrorizing, not valuing my life nor others, and end up catching this time. Yeah, and so um, I want to hear how you got then from a penitentiary in California into Homeboy Industries. I want to hear you know what that process is like and uh, and what you know what they do when you come in and you ask. How does that look? Okay, well, uh, I've learned about Homeboy Industry through documentaries I was watching in prison. During my stay in prison, there was guys that was exiting, coming back, telling us in there how Homeboy Industry helped and provided support to them on a short stay out. Uh, 
So I told myself once I get home, I will make it my job to get to Homeboy Industry and see what it had to offer for me. And and what did what did you find? What did it offer? Well, it, it's, it's, I mean, as soon as I my feet hit the floor, I started running. I uh, actually left the uh, halfway left prison and went to a halfway house. It's called uh, MCRP, uh, 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 Men's Community Recovery Program, which helped us get back to society before we're actually released. There's a few guys there at the program who was uh, attending Homeboy Industry. So what I did was I got a pass, went down there, hollered at a few people, got in touch with Father G, went in his office, and he told me if I can test clean, he hired me. I went in there, test clean, and he hired me the week later. What did he hire you to do? What's your job? Oh, uh, Right now I'm in the bakery, but I started off doing maintenance, walking around the building, picking up trash, going to Koreatown, helping them out, uh, cleaning bathrooms, restrooms. I, I, I even was doing filing, anything that was in the building that was needed. Wherever I, I was wanted and needed, I was there. Yeah, Omar told us about giving tours, and you've kind of described a few different jobs. What other jobs besides the bakery and the, you know, the administrative stuff and just cleaning and giving tours? What other kinds of jobs do guys have at Homeboy? Oh uh, Well, we have uh, silk screening, home grill cafe, recycling, farmer's market. Uh, it's the two bakeries, two diners. Diner. Um, oh yeah, we have a we have a we have a store at uh in uh, LAX. Oh wow. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to offer through yeah. homeboy industry. That's that's pretty amazing. And how many guys are involved, guys and women? How many involved? Do you know? So I, I believe at a given time it's usually about two hundred trainees. And that number changes, but it's usually about two hundred trainees that are going through that eighteen month program. I think I believe on top of that, there's about 90 core staff, and those core staff are people that came through the program who then move up to leadership positions. And then I think there's still an additional like 80 to senior, 80 senior staff members. Wow! So we're talking like about 400 people. So in an organization that has 400 people in it, and Jason, you just come out of prison. And in just a few weeks, you're sitting down with Father Greg Boyle, who travels the country, who speaks. Uh, he's on NPR all the time. He's uh, writing books. What do you think? Why do you think it's important to Father Greg to sit down with someone like you? And what does that mean to someone like you? Well, I, well, just just to honestly say that you know, Father Greg shows love. My nickname, to Father Greg, is Pops. He gives me a love that my own father didn't give me. He accept me for who I am. And it's not just because I walked through that door. It's because he actually care. Everybody that walked through the door don't get hired. He has to see something in you that he likes and to know that you're going to work for yourself in order to get that job. And Father Greg showed me that. Yeah. Um, Omar, what about you? When you came to Homeboy, did you did you meet with Father Greg as well? Is that a common thing? Um, It was then. Now, not so much because of all the speaking engagements he does and all the traveling. Because Homeboys is a $19 million operation, wow. so it's very expensive to operate, and he has to go out and try to bring in that money, right? So so when I, back before 2010, he was there pretty much all day, you know, seeing people, everything hands-on. But that's not really the case anymore. He does when he can. But... um. 
So there's a other staff that moved up to the positions that can help, and there's a CEO, there's a CFO and stuff. So now I'm, but but there is a process that's typically a drug test orientation interview that people go through, and it's not always like Father Greg that does does the hiring, um, which is actually for me you now it's a bit, it's a really good thing to see everybody that comes through here that they didn't come here because Father Greg, you know, they came here because of the program, because of the services that we offer. It's yeah. been really amazing to see. Um, I, has either of you uh, been through some sort of programming like this before, whether it be reentry or job training or something like that? And um, if you have been through a, another place besides from beside Homeboy, what's different about Homeboy? Well, honestly, I haven't. Like I said once before, I, uh, I'm fresh from a 15-year sentence. This is the first door that I walked through that was I, I was accepted. I mean. Since I've been at Homeboy Industry, I've got certified in CPR, hazmat, OSHA 10, and forklift. I'm a month away from getting my GED. Uh, I'm taking parenting classes, uh, anger management, uh, money. Uh, uh, what's, what's the name of the other one? Your money management. Oh, money management, because I have a big problem with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just this past month, I was given a W two. I never knew what a W two was. That's great. That's that's a that's a great detail. I like that. Um, well, what do you uh, what do you what do you see yourself doing, Jason, in a year? Where do you want to be? Honestly speaking, uh, I would love to move up in homeboy industry. You want to stay with homeboy? I wouldn't mind staying. I mean, because I love the the family orientation that that's there. You know, while I was in prison. Uh, I used to let de- the devil rent space in my head. In prison, we had a lot of politics. The Hispanics in this corner, African-American, the others, and, and the Caucasians. So we, everything was sectioned off. I couldn't walk through their tables. But the point that I'm trying to make, at Homeboy Industry, there's no color line. Everybody is family. We treat each other with love and respect. And through all that, it grows just like Omar was saying. That's where the healing process starts. People like myself coming straight from prison, you still have them them rough edges. You know what I mean? It's still there. Like okay, like when I first got there, I'm looking. I'm like, wow, this whole building is mainly Hispanics. You know what I mean? It's very few uh, African Americans now. I mean, Father Greg and them got these programs to where it's more African Americans, more Asians. I mean, people is coming through the door. But just on that alone, I can't understand how I let the devil run so much space in my head to have me thinking that this guy was my enemy when I was really my own enemy. Wow. Yeah. Omar, I want to ask you. Um, thanks, Jason. That was that was great. I have another follow-up question in a minute, but I want to talk to Omar. Omar, when you're given a tour, um, what we just heard Jason describe about uh, about Homeboy is is great. And I wonder if when you're given a tour, if there's a story that you tell or a way that you try to make people understand um, the atmosphere uh, of love and inclusion that I've heard you guys talk about uh, at Homeboy. Is there something that, that you can think of? Uh, Put you on the spot? <laughs> um, well, I typically share a little bit about my story, but I, I, I pretty much just let them see it for themselves because they see the joy in everybody. Like, and and I would say this that most people won't come in, like, because you see you show up and you feel it. Everybody's smiling. 
Tell me, describe it to me. What would we see if we walked in where you're giving the tour? What kind of things would we see? Once we hit the building, everybody they greet you. Everybody, it's actually pretty freaky. Like everybody's smiling, you know. <laughs> but it, but I tell them this: like you don't come in like that. You come in angry. Most people come in angry, broken. They want something different, but you can see it in their face. But after a few months of classes and services, they, they start breaking that smile, and then they don't stop. <laughs> so I, I typically share that and, and about it, about Father Greg and how great he is because you know he's just amazing, and. I let other people walk in and share. Well, on, on, on behalf of that question, we're all there for a reason. At that interview, we all sat down at some point and told whoever it was that was interviewing us at Homeboy Industry, we need help. You know, we, we, we had to tell them about our transformation, where we was and where we at now. You know what I mean? And through all that, that's what makes us, you know, together as a whole. You're no different than I am. Like Father Greg always say, it's not about me pointing the finger at Omar or him pointing the finger at me. Let's set this mirror up in front of us and look at the reflection to see that we both have issues. We both have problems. Let's share this together and put this healing process in, the, in, 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 in its shape, form, and fashion to where we can all become one. Yeah, well said, well said. So um, uh, we, I want you to tell the people that listen to this podcast that there are probably a lot of them from Memphis um, where we have a pretty high incarceration rate. We have uh, a lot of guys coming back to the community on any given day. Thousands of guys over the course of a year come back to Memphis with a criminal history. They come back with probably anger. They come back with so, you know no GED, with no work prospects. Um, what do you think the key to a good reentry program is, a good program that welcomes people in and teaches people how to do the work that you guys have talked about? What's the most important thing about a program like that? Uh, I would say getting to know yourself, understand your position in life, not being the one to always point the finger. Sit back and listen. 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 That's the main thing. You know what I mean? And, and like Father Greg always say, they're not there to, to babysit, nor are they there to point the finger. They want you to really understand who you are and your purpose here. We have to want it in order to get it. It's on, it's on the table. Yeah, Omar, you have anything to add to that? What is, what is a good program that helps people uh, come into the community and be heard and be valued? What, what is the key to that? It's a tough question. It's just the compassion. Like you, there is no one's better than any than anyone else. Like you might be at this stage, but it doesn't and and you and you feel it. You know, we're all we're all the same, and we're all walking together. Yeah. Wow. It's very. Uh, you guys didn't rehearse that either. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to meet you guys. Um, anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Uh. On behalf of Homeboy Industry, myself, Omar, and Father Greg, we want to thank you for uh, interviewing us on your podcast. I hope that something we said get the attention at least from one person out there, and that can have a positive impact on his or her life. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, I love the vibe. You guys have so much energy. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Omar and Jason for opening up about their lives and the vital work they're a part of at Homeboy Industries. 
I've interviewed more than 20 people for this podcast now, and I can't remember two more excited and passionate people on the other microphone. Their joy was infectious, and I hope you could feel a little bit of it during the interview. If you don't know about Homeboy already, visit their website at homeboyindustries.org. Read one of Father Greg's books, Barking to the Choir, and my favorite, Tattoos on the Heart. If you want to dive deep into how Homeboy came to be, Father Greg recommends you read G-Dog and the Homeboys by Celeste Freeman. And if you want to hear a professional podcaster instead of me, check out Father Greg's interview on the podcast On Being, wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of professionals, thanks to Gil and Carla Worth of the OAM Network for their support of the permanent record and the podcasting community in Memphis. Check out some of their other great shows at theoamnetwork.com. As always, thanks to Jeff Hewlett for She Got Gone. That's the original theme music for the permanent record. I'm Josh Spickler, and this is The Permanent Record, a production of Just City. Learn more about our work at justcity.org and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at justcity901. Make sure you subscribe to The Permanent Record somewhere. Give us a rating. It helps us build our audience. In a just city, we listen and we speak up. Our thanks to you for doing both. <laughs>